The topics and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4WN Radio. Radio Tony with Tony Lontis, author of Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty. Available now on Amazon.com and in all good bookstores. Radio Tony. Your safe space for tough conversations, exposing secrets and talking about trauma and recovery. Radio Tony. Building Resilience. Talking trauma. Radio Tony. Live from the Gold Coast, Australia. Radio Tony. Difficult conversations and bringing hope to listeners. Live from the Gold Coast, Australia on W4WN. Good morning, Australia. Good evening, America. You're listening to Tony Lontas on Radio Tony today. And this is our final show for 2019. So, listeners, let me know how you're doing in this lead up to Christmas. It's a crazy time of year, and I'm really looking forward to the Christmas break. How about you? Um, this morning, we have two amazing guests. Arlene Miller is joining us from Denver, Colorado, after the short break, hopefully. Arlene is a professional certified coach with the International Coaching Federation. She's also an IV-related attorney. Uh, She's a senior tutor, a mentor at Global Coaching Academy, um, which means she's often in Perth, Australia, so that's awesome to know. Arlene brings all of these gifts to you with coaching, mentoring, classes, readings, touching into the heart of what's really important to you in all aspects and on all levels of your life and gifting you with tips, tools needed to support and move you forward. Um, So Arlene will be talking to you first. Following that, we'll be talking to the glorious Gwenda Smith and following up with show favourite Tracy Tully. So tell me, listeners, what's happening for you in this lead up to Christmas? Is it a busy time for you? Are you slowing down? Do you have holidays? Uh, Do you get together with family? I know that for some of us, getting together with family can be somewhat problematic. I know that not all of us enjoy wonderful, happy, harmonious family Uh, relationships and that makes it difficult for us particularly at this time of year with Christmas Um, so just wanting to know listeners if there's any of you out there that are struggling today we'd love to hear about you and what you're going through on the show Um, love to know what your plans for Christmas are and also Do you have anything special planned for the new year? Because I know once we get to Christmas, it quickly goes on to new year and we start to think about what 2020 might look like for us. 
And I'm pretty excited about the next decade. It's like the end of a decade of not great times. And 2020 is looking pretty exciting for me and everything that I have planned. Um, I know that I've talked to you about the launch of Radio 4 AUS in Australia, and that's pretty exciting. It also means that I'll be having an additional show, and that will launch on the 23rd of January, and you'll be able to listen to me not only Thursday nights, but Wednesday nights in the US, and that will be Thursday mornings and Friday mornings in Australia. Um, And I'm hoping to talk to some amazing guests The first guest that we have on my Radio 4 AUS show will be an amazing guest called Susie Dent. And I really look forward to uh, introducing you, the listeners, to her. And then we will have lots more guests through the usual uh, program. And I'm thinking that I have Arlene on the line already and I'm wondering if we can skip straight to Arlene. Would you like to welcome Arlene Miller to the show? Hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm great. It's so exciting to be on your show. I am so grateful. Oh, uh, the pleasure is all mine, Arlene. What's the weather like for you, where you are? (laughs) <laughs> it's not like what it is for you. We have a little bit of snow yeah. on the ground and coats oh, and scarves. <laughs> yeah. I love the snow. Snow is one of my favorite things. And um, my first ever sighting of snow was actually in uh, Banff in Canada. And my kids were eight and ten at the time. And I remember running outside and running around in it because it was the first time I'd seen snow and I've loved it ever since. So <laughs> does that make for a lovely, cosy Christmas, Arlene? Yeah, it can, as long as, you know, they, it doesn't snow on the day of Christmas, so our travels aren't yes. impeded. But we do get a lot of snow, and um, I'm in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains, mm-hmm. so if you are a skier, you know, I'm like about two hours from Vail and some of the best ski slopes in the world, and they have gotten a ton of snow this year. So the skiers are very happy in Colorado, and um, all of our visitors from around the world are very happy when they come here this year. Oh, that is awesome. It sounds like a perfectly wonderful place to live i love that combination of being close to mountains and though the mountains that i live close to are nothing like the mountains that you live close to it's still nice to see mountains when you look outside the window yeah yeah very appreciative yeah yeah now i've been looking forward to this conversation all week and i want to talk today the uh title of our interview is called the importance of energetic hygiene and psychic protection and before we get onto that i'd really like to know how you actually started in this area of work arlene well i guess i i sort of started in it by kind of falling into it, you know, synergistically. And I was so ready for it because I'd gone through the school of hard knocks to get there, I guess, and we all have. Um, When I was 25, I graduated from law school. And the first 12 years of my practice, I was a domestic relations attorney. So I helped people to get divorced. I helped in child custody cases. And for some synergistic reason, I was appointed by the court 
to represent children in hotly contested divorces, you know, when there was drug wow. abuse, alcohol abuse, when it was not a happy situation. Yeah. And so I don't know if you can imagine how hard that would be for someone who is intuitive I, and actually, sensitive. That's, that's exactly where my first uh, train of thought was going. Gosh, that would be draining because I'm an empath too and I, and I know that certain energy drains my soul and I'm thinking of you in those terms and going, gosh, how'd that work for you? It didn't, you know, and I didn't yeah. have energetic hygiene and psychic protection there. And after 12 years, it was just, it was really detrimental to my physical health, to my emotional health. And I ended up switching to another area of law that was much more businesslike because, you know, I didn't have the tools to handle it. And it just feels like I really missed an opportunity to be of service because I didn't have those tools. And mm. so it's part of the reason I'm just so passionate about sharing, you know, energetic hygiene and psychic protection, you know, with as many people as I possibly can. Yeah. So let's delve into that a bit more. What do you mean when you say energetic hygiene? It's a pretty big topic, but it's really, yes. really simple. And it's it's just a set of practices, a set of tools that, you know, I can give to your readers that really just helps to you know, get you to a place of inner calm where you're connected with your core and where you're just not impacted like, you know, I was before with what happens in the world with people who interact with you, the people that project at you, even people that think about you from a distance, you know. And so it just it's just those tools and practices that really strengthen your connection with your core and center so that when waves of whatever start coming at you, you're just so less in, impacted by them because you're just getting really proficient at kind of running these really simple tools and simple practices. Yeah. So if you think of energetic hygiene, like it's just simply an energetic protection of you. Um, it's If you liken it to some people you'll meet, you'll come away from the conversation feeling drained. And so energetic hygiene would protect you from feeling drained. Is that my correct understanding, Arlene? Yeah, protection is great, but first of all, we cleanse and clear your entire energy oh, matrix oh, and four body okay. system. So okay. we cleanse... So we cleanse and clear like your physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual bodies that you have grounded on the earth first and your entire energy matrix is connected with that. And then we put that protection around you. Aha. Uh -huh. So it's really important, isn't it? It's critical. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really important. Um, yeah, I can't emphasize that enough. And so how is psychic protection different from energetic hygiene so the psychic protection is the protection um part of it that's where you put yes. the protection around yourself after you have energetically cleansed and cleared your energy system does that make sense yeah so it's like having a shower and putting on a crisp clean linen dress i think you have looked at my notes <laughs> you're <laughs> Oh, uh, that's so funny. It's like you're you're reading um, my mind or reading what, what I've written down some of the notes. Because absolutely what I was going to share so with your cool. readership. 
Yes, isn't it? It's like, okay, if it's like you would never, ever leave the house without taking a shower yeah. or taking a bath to, to cleanse yourself. You wouldn't leave, you wouldn't put on dirty clothes. You put on clean clothes. You would brush yeah. your hair. And so energetic hygiene is what we do for ourselves energetically, the same way w- what we do for ourselves physically. So, yeah, this is, this is hysterical because everything you're saying is like some of my little, um, you know, dot notes to myself. Oh, you're giving me goosebumps, Arlene. I, I feel like I'm reading your mind this morning. So for, for the listeners, that's incredibly important to grasp that concept that we need to treat our spiritual and our, our mind just as good as we treat our own body. Yeah? Absolutely, because it's, it's what brings in sacredness. Because it's it's a sacred responsibility that we have if we want to be of service, if we want to be of service to our family, to our community, to the world. And we have to start with being of service to ourselves so that we can be of service. And that sacred responsibility is to take care of ourselves energetically. And we're not taught how to do that. Exactly. That was my next question. So I realized that you got into this after your time uh, supporting children in those very difficult situations. So I'm really interested, what grabbed your interest? What started you on the path of learning about energetic hygiene and psychic protection? Well, what also helped me was, um, I mean, I sort of got a double whammy when I was younger. Um, My son, I got divorced when I was three, and my son at the time of the divorce developed really severe um, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. And for any of you listeners out there who are parents, you know how connected we are with our children. Because energetically, we are connected through all of our chakras to our children and our parents. And so we feel what they feel. And if we don't know how to cleanse and clear those cords, which is um, also a part of this, those cords that cannot be cut, those genetic cords, then you're really impacted by your your child's experience and so he was the, the one that impelled me forward you know that was like this trial that broke the camel's back where I knew that I had to find something um, to help him which in turn helped me which allowed me to help others yeah yeah so was it something you read at the time was it how did that happen for you Arlene It was really synergistic. Um, I went up to Mount Shasta, California, which is above San Francisco for um, like a spiritual gathering for um, for WESAC, which is like it's in May and it's it's like um, a celebration. Um, It's part of. Buddha's there and it's like a celebration of the new year and all sorts of energies come in and anyway I was into that back then and when I was up there I just happened to go into a new age shop and I opened a drawer in one of these shops and someone had left a flyer um, to a to a group that I ended up becoming connected with that I just completely resonated with that was located in Australia and so um and, and I have, and some of the people from Australia had actually come to this event, and I happened to synergistically just sit next to them in this whole big auditorium. So, um, yeah, the universe was kind of like guiding my hand and saying, hmm, why don't you try this? Isn't that amazing how it works when you are open to hearing, feeling, and 
and knowing like it i just hear these stories all the time and it always amazes me how synergetic things happen and i find that amazing yeah and it's just it's so heart affirming you know to know that you know we're being guided step by step of the way if we just take the time to listen yeah yeah so now i want to know if you can simply um explain to our listeners some of the processes for energetic hygiene and psychic protection or is that too big of a subject for this morning <laughs> no it's, it's not a too big of a subject i'll do the best i can to introduce it to them and just know that you've provided my contact information yes, and so that. i'm happy to i'm happy to gift to them like um a basic three-page document that that shares the essentials of Yes. What I'm bringing to everyone today, and they can read about it, they can play with it, they can contact me. I'll give them a little bit of my time, free of charge, to talk to them if they're interested in delving a little bit deeper. So you don't have to get everything today. There's something more on the way um, if you want it. Yeah, yeah. And I've put those um, messages up in the chat box if they're going to come up for me today. Maybe not. If they're not, I will revisit um, putting them up on my social media for everyone. For some reason, the chat doesn't look like it's working today. That's fine. We'll talk to Rebel and get that fixed later. Okay, so back to our steps. Yeah, I guess the first thing that I'd like to talk to about, talk about is ABC. So that's really, really easy to remember, ABC. And it stands for Align breathe and center and so the starting point of this practice is abc just becoming getting to an aligned space breathing in a way that facilitates um openness and um heart openness and just being more fully present and then really getting yourself fully centered in your heart is it important to be in a quiet space I feel that you, we can align, breathe, and center a anywhere, although I do recommend that when people play with um, energetic hygiene and psychic protection, that they do it, it's only it can take five or ten minutes, you know, at the yes. beginning of their day, uh, before they go out and face the world, and before they go to sleep, so they're really protected in the sleep state. And you can use bits of it, you know, as it feels appropriate to you throughout the day as you're having interactions. So it, it can be part of um, a practice that allows you to stay calm. Yeah, calm and centered and fully present. There's so many benefits of it. Yeah, yeah. And did you start doing this immediately back then or did it take a while to incorporate into your life? Um, it... I started playing with it immediately and it, it took a while to get it because it's like you read words and then you just, you feel them and you can visualize them too. And when I first started off, I was so shut down that I was completely in my head and I wasn't in my heart. Yeah. So it, it took a while for my heart to open so that I could feel it because maybe like a lot of your listeners, yeah. my reaction to being birthed and coming into this world was um, that it felt really 
caustic and harsh and I allowed my heart to shut down and hopefully next time around I'll have enough on board that I that I don't do that yeah yeah um Aline are there specific words that you like to use in this process and do you speak them out loud um, yes, and that's what I will send to your listeners. Um, I don't have it all memorized because, that's you know, fine. after after doing it for so many years, you know, since 2002, I, I sort of do it my own way. And we, you know, like we train people in a specific way and then it's like, you know, an athlete, you, you get the basics and then you can sort of fly from there. Um, but yeah, there are, there are certain words that I, that I use for myself that, that really can help me to be aligned and centered. Yeah. And does it matter, um, so what I'm trying to ask is, they should be individual to you, is that correct? Well, the, it, it, the, the words that we, that we give to people really, to me, feel like they're infused with so much light and love. So mm-hmm. I highly encourage people that are just beginning to use them to say the words exactly as they're written. Yes. Um, and then feel into them from there and just allow the feeling to seep into your heart and to not get discouraged if you don't feel something right away, it will come. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's a three-step process where you go try and get into a, a, a calmer state of mind and you should be able to feel that calmness pretty soon after you've done this process. Well, ABC is just the first part of it, and then we when, then we talk about um, cord cutting and and really removing those energetic connections and cleansing and clearing the energetic connections that we cannot cut um, as as a next step of the process. But I find that working with the energies, you know, as I start calling them in and start affirming what I'm choosing in this world, uh, you know, to be protected and to really be aligned and centered and fully present that I can feel the energies flowing in as soon as I speak them. And I I really feel that our listeners will as well. They, they really feel powerful to me. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I would say yes is the short answer. Good. Good. So the Align, Breathe, and Center, the ABC, is followed with an unplugging of energetic cords and connections. Can you explain this process? Um, would it be okay? I mean, I can explain that process, but we really okay. haven't told the listeners, you know, exactly what Aligned and Centered okay. and breathe yes. and Breathing is. I don't know if we could backtrack first, if that would be okay with you. Absolutely, Aline. Absolutely. Because... because because you're an empath, you feel all this stuff. You've already I got know. this stuff. I and, know. And, but, but, I'm, but I'm wondering if our listeners actually have yet or not. And so I don't want to, I was wondering if it was, yes. it was helpful to maybe step back a little bit. Yes, that sounds wonderful. I, do, I don't mean to be leading the interview. No, no, it's your time and space and yours to, to lead. You're the expert and I'm being led by you and that's perfectly fine. Oh, well, that's very kind of you. I can really feel that. Thank you. (laughs) So I guess what I just wanted to share with people was, you know, what aligned was and how to know that you're aligned because, you know, they're like, what does that mean? So when you're aligned, it's like you're, you're plugged in, you're connected. You can hear your inner voice. You can, you have a feeling of what that knowing is inside of you. You can like really 
be attuned to your true heart. Some people hear the words, some people feel it. You know, everyone is a little different. I, you know, I would say just don't be attached to anything like that. And it, it's also about, it just brings all of you, like, you know, all of your bodies, all aspects of you, all yourselves, everything just like going in the same direction. Yeah. Everything of you is just like working together as one whole. And that's really exciting. Yes, yes. So if you're feeling aligned, you should feel very calm. You should be able to hear and identify your own breath. And you should be able to be uh, hearing your heart. Is that how aligned you should be in doing this process? Well, it's going to feel different to everybody. For me, being aligned is like um, it's like the direction that I'm moving in. So it's like if you don't set a goal, then how can you reach it? You're just going to be like a ship without a rudder. So being aligned is is focusing on what's really important to you. You know, what your highest priority is, what helps keep you connected to that inner voice and that inner knowing. And so I personally, you know, everyone has a choice of how they want to do it. I like to align to unconditional love and above, which is love given freely with no mm -hmm. expectation of getting anything back in return. And I like to align to my highest, clearest brightest future self that part of me that that stepped over the line of where i'm at and is looking back and can really help me to to get to that expanded more heart openness leadership space that i'm heading towards yeah yeah um arlene i've got some uh questions finally coming through they just sometimes skype just does not behave and to sarah willow karen and david um, and Maureen, thank you for your comments about your Christmas and your holidays. Um, I'm sorry I didn't get to mention you before this. Tim wants to know if you would please explain to the, this us, would you? Jess wants to know what are these chords you're talking about? Myra wants to know how do we understand all this better? I'm hoping that the conversation that Arlene and I have just had about alignment helps with that um if you can just let me know by a quick chat into the message box that you understand what alignment means essentially just that quiet still place of just being isn't it and as you said arlene you have special words around that that they may be different for every individual person Right. And, and just being aligned is knowing what you're moving towards. So uh, it's like it's like you're you know that you're heading towards unconditional love. You know that you're heading towards whatever you feel to be heading towards. It could be, um, could be something really simple like um, I will be peaceful and calm today or I will come from a place of love and joy today. Uh, those sorts of things, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So the next step in the process is the breath. Do you want to? Right. Did we want to answer the question about the cords yes. or do we want to come back to that? If you're happy to go on with the cords, I would love to talk about unplugging cords. Uh, Myra says, uh, how do we understand this better, please? Harper says, how do we know? What if we don't know? Maybe we should answer Harper's question. How do we know? 
how do we you're know? aligned. I, I think it's about being peaceful, non-anxious, non, non, any of those negative thoughts, then you're not aligned. Isn't that correct? Yeah. And, you know, if for me, it's like when I allow my human to get in control, when I allow if I'm tired or cranky or hungry or overwhelmed um, and that takes the driver's seat in the automobile instead of the the, the soul or the spirit that I am. Um, if I allow the busyness of my day to take over, so I'm just like running around with a chicken with its head cut off. Um, if, if I feel like my head says one thing and my heart says another, or if I feel like really scattered or unclear and I don't know which way to go, these are all my red flags that you're not aligned, Arlene. You need to stop and realign yourself now. Yeah, that's a great explanation. Um, I, I like that, and I think that explains perfectly. And then back to the chords, which was the next point we wanted to talk about is um, clearing and, <clears throat> pardon me, unplugging energetic chords. So I'll let you explain. So this is a huge topic. I'll do my best mm -hmm. to tell you I as know. much as I can in, in, in the time that we have. So yeah. anytime that you have an interaction with anybody or anything, you have energetic connections that are established with them. Um, so any conversation, anytime you think about someone, anytime someone thinks about you, um, anytime like you, you, you want you. You see a pair of shoes that you love. You can be connected to that. Maybe there's places that you love. You get energetic connections to that. And, and you also have energetic connections that cannot be cut, that can only be cleansed with your genetic family. That's your mom and dad and your brothers and sisters and with mm -hmm. anyone that you've had sexual relationships with. So those energetic connections cannot be cut. They can only be cleansed and cleared. And so... What happens with these energetic connections is I just like to use the bad hair day explanation. So yes. if someone that you've had a, an interaction with has a bad hair day and you have not cut those energetic connections or you have not cleansed and cleared them, then you are going to be feeling all of their stuff and thinking that something is wrong with you. And so we can only cleanse and clear our system of our stuff. So what Working with energetic hygiene and psychic protection and all this cord clearing and cord cleansing does, it gets you a lot clearer because you can feel really weighed down tremendously if you're caring around all these other people's stuff because it could be someone that you had a um, a crush on in the sixth grade that you're yeah. still carrying that energetic connection it could be someone that you had like this electrical kind of sexual kind of connection with across mm -hmm. the room there's so many ways that we connect with people and yeah. places and our pets even that it's really imperative that we cut and cleanse those cords so i that's the short answer i hope that makes sense um, Richard saying that um, we're connected to everything, and that's that's just about right, isn't it? Yeah, um, it could it could be expanded out to that, but the ones that you're going to yeah. feel the most are the ones that you've had the actual connections with. Yeah, yeah. So, um, how do we go about cutting these cords? Well, that's the beauty of it. Cutting cords is so easy. Um, 
the easiest, simplest way that I can explain it to you is that you can just visualize that, well, first of all, you have to be aligned, breathing, and centered. And this is covered in what I'm sending if we don't have time to talk about it today. And then I just visualize and feel there's a golden cylinder coming down from source around me, 360 degrees around, and it's just gently cutting any inappropriate cords, links, ties, bonds, connections or attachments that are less than unconditional love. And it goes down my bodies and it goes into the heart of the earth. And then I just call forth another one. And I just let that golden cylinder come down again, just cutting those inappropriate, less than unconditional love, those negative and imbalanced cords, links, ties, bonds, and connections, and then just healing where they were with golden healing light. So that's one very simple simple. thing. It's so simple. Yeah, yeah. So I'm finally getting your links up onto (laughs) the uh, chat box. It's just taking a while. My uh, laptop is not allowing me to message, so I'm on my phone (laughs) doing the messaging to send everyone your links um arlene so i'm really appreciative that you're um talking without me here um coming back to some of the questions that uh the listeners richard says quantum theory says that we're connected to everything james says does the negative energy have cords to us as well i'll let you answer that um I don't really exactly understand the question. So basically what I'm saying is that we, with any time you have like an energetic connection with your child, with your parents, with your partner, with your boss, with your coworkers, you go to a, see a movie, anything like that, you're going to get energetic connections. And yes. those, those energetic connections can either be of unconditional love and above, or they can be less than that. And with their less than that, then we want to cut them. Yes, there are a lot of negative and imbalanced energies in the world. They're not necessarily all going to be connected to you, but you really don't have to think about it. All you have to really do is run, use the tools to cut and cleanse and clear them, um, and you'll be okay. However, if, if someone's really coming in your mind a lot or something's really bothering you with an interaction with someone, I like to visualize them in front of me and running, you know, that golden cylinder several times until, until it feels really clear within me. Okay. So it, it really is quite simple. It's, it's a matter of just focusing and visualizing and cutting those cords and it's done. Yeah, and it's nice to really feel too if you can. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and and that and that's one way to do it. We still haven't talked about how to cleanse and clear the cords that can't be cut, but we can talk about yes. that now or, or we can backtrack if you want to. to. No, no, I would love to talk about the ones that you can't. Yes, that would be fantastic, Arlene. So this is really easy as well. I, I don't know how many of your listeners have heard of, about the universal violet flame. Oh, I haven't even heard about that. The violet flame. So the violet flame is the seventh ray of Mother, Father, God. It's really important in this new age of Aquarius. It transmutes and it transforms all fear into love. And so one way to, to cleanse and clear ourselves as we're going about our day and in the morning and the evening is to simply visualize 
that were sitting within this violet flame. Um, I like to run it through all of my chakras, all the glands that are connected with my chakras, through my bones, through my bloodstream, through my organs. And then we can just ask the violet flame to flood of all of our energetic connections that cannot be cut. And what it does is that if there's any negativity that's running in those energetic connections between your mom and dad, your brothers and sisters, any sexual partners you've ever had, and understand again that you don't have to have intercourse with them, it can be any sex. Yeah, even even that kind of zing energetic electrical sex when you look in someone's eyes, if you can flood those cords with the universal violet flame, really feel it and it transmutes and transforms all fear, all negativity within those connections to love so that you're not feeling their stuff. That's really powerful. Yes. Stuff. I just got goosebumps listening to this this morning. I knew it was going to be great listening to you, Arlene. So, again, there are cords that you can cut. There are cords that you can't cut. The ones that you can't cut are your sexual partners, parents, and siblings. Are there yes. any others? Yeah. Well, you know, this is where your other listener was on point. I mean, it, the if you go the genetic line, I mean, it... it keeps on going out and out and out and out. So technically we're, we're related to everybody. Um, but I really just focus on, I just let, I just call forth the energies and ask them to flood anything, any energetic connections that cannot be cut with the violet flame. And then if one of those people in my genetic line or sexual partners comes to mind, or I've had something with them that wasn't, you know, didn't feel so good, then I'll flood particularly and, and visualize them. So I hope that makes sense. Well, it does because Richard's, Richard's saying um, it is important to both forgive and accept forgiveness as well, which would be part of that whole experience, wouldn't it, Arlene? Yeah, forgiveness is always the first step. Um, forgiveness is great if we can't go to acceptance. The higher vibration of that is acceptance. Yeah. Uh, because with forgiveness, um, we can go into the cycle of guilt, blame, forgiveness, and go around in circles. But if we can't get to a place of acceptance, then forgiveness is a great place to start. And I hope that makes sense to your re- to your listeners. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they seem to be picking up on everything that we're saying quite um easily um so again align breathe center clear unplug energetic cords and connections and then we have a renewed energy and we're ready to go is that right um that's the simple version yeah we didn't get to talk to a whole lot of about a whole lot of things but i know know, i'll just have to have you back on the show Arlene. that's all there is to it well, I would love that. Um, do you know what that noise is? I don't know quite what that noise is, but it's a little disconcerting. I'm sorry, listeners, if you can hear that. Um, it seems to be, yep, seems to be gone. There you go. We've cleared it ourselves. Um, I would like to add other th- one other thing that yes. I like to do, and I just, I just, I just ask the energies that work with me to seal the energetic connections that cannot be cut, and after I've run the violet flame, so that there's ex- there's something extra in there, um, so I'm not experiencing, you know, whatever else these other people are going through. And, and that's and, th- and that's one other step that I, that I do like to take. And there is one one other thing I'd like to share. Do I have time? 
You do. I will. I will let you know when we're out of time. So we just keep talking. You're doing wonderful. Oh well, thank you. Um, <laughs> So I like to call forth gold and platinum nets, and I ask them to sweep through my energy system from top to bottom, bottom to top, left to right, right to left, front to back, and back to front. And they're like finer than gossamer veils. You can maybe even visualize them as like thinner than like a spider's web. And what they do is they remove like emotional residue, negative and imbalanced energies, etheric mucus, um, mental debris, and they just cleanse and clear your entire energy matrix and four-body system, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. It's like an additional deep cleanse for you. And this is one other way that you can cleanse and clear yourself as well as when you're doing like the cord cutting and clearing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Alyssa wants to know, what are those things? What I, thing? I would go back to the spider web discussion. Oh, with the, with the gold and silver. Yes. They're, they're just, um, I don't know that beings have gifted this to us, that, that it's just, they're like, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. It just... <laughs> They're just finer than gossamer veils. That's that's what it was told to me, and I don't know if you can feel that, but they're just really, really very tiny and thin, and there's and they're just mesh, and they're like a mesh, and it's gold and platinum, and the energy sort of the way I feel it is, is it sweeps through me. There's like flashes of light as it removes those negative and imbalanced energies, as it removes that etheric mucus and mental debris and astral residue. That's how I experience but it, but. Like- Oh, but yours uh, might be different. Well, like a very fine washer washing your uh, those negative energies off you, isn't it? Like a yeah. like a veil, like a fine net dragging them all off your body and releasing you from yes. that negativity. Okay. Yeah. It, so yeah, James wants to know: uh, Can we do this for another person, or can we only clear ourselves? Great question, James. That's a fantastic question. Okay, so we can do this for our children until they reach the age of 16. Then they're considered to be spiritual adults. And we can also do it for our pets, which is fantastic because our pets can tend to take on our stuff and then get sick because some Mm. of them feel that it's their responsibility to do so. So everything. Yeah, so what I'm sharing with you, uh, you can run it with your children under 16. You can teach it to them. If you let me know that you have children, there's a special energetic hygiene just for kiddos that's much more simple. And, oh, my God, it's so beautiful and lovely. And, um, of course, we can always do it for our pets no matter how old they are because they're our spiritual children. What about, I'm just thinking of my grandson. Can you do it for a grandson or does do I have to teach his mother to do the same thing? You can do it for your grandchildren if you get your your child's permission. Yes. Otherwise, you cannot. Okay. Okay. All right. But the the tips and tricks that you, not tricks, the tips and tools you've taught us this morning are very simple and very easy to do, and they shouldn't take very long. Uh, no, do. no. Uh, and I also... They, 
they'll take longer when you're learning the the words and what works for you but once you get into using them it should be relatively simple and quick is that right Alan? yeah I mean I guess it really depends for me personally if I've been out in public a lot and you know maybe gone to a really busy area or done something with a group of people um, even though I'm working with energetic hygiene and psychic protection as I'm doing it I find that I need more time to cleanse Mm -hmm. and clear so if you've had a really toxic day at the office or you've had a fight with your partner or something else has come down it it might take a little more time to really get yourself to that cleansed and cleared space and you know I guess that's just a part of life yeah 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 so just like getting up and brushing your teeth this uh can be part of your life as well that's my hope yeah yeah i it certainly opened up my thoughts my eyes to improving what i already do um i try and do a small uh, meditation every morning but now I'm thinking I'd like to include this as well because it's such a, a a powerful thing to do. And you would understand, Arlene, for those of us, us that are empaths and we readily take on other people's energy just because that's the way we're – that's our makeup, it, it, come, it becomes more and more important, doesn't it, to protect ourselves it really does, and I don't think that we're meant to do that. I mean, because how can yes. we really serve if we're weighed down with other people's energy? We can't cleanse it. We can't get rid of it ourselves. It's not yes. ours. And, you know, it's it's really important to return that energy back to its original source and, and, and let them process it so that they can move forward with their evolution. That's really the kind thing to do. Yeah. So, listeners, we're down to our last minute with Arlene. Um, I have popped all her contact details up in the chat box. Please reach out and connect with Arlene. She has some amazing tools to help you with clearing your energy and cleansing your energy system. And I just wanted to take this moment to thank you for coming on Radio Tony, Arlene. Um, It's been wonderful to have you here and for the listeners to be able to ask some questions. I know we don't have a lot of time, but I promise I'll try and get you on on the show again next year. Um, I encourage our listeners to reach out on Facebook and LinkedIn to connect with you and ask you further questions. You're open to that, aren't you, Arlene? Absolutely. This is my passion and it's such a gift when you reach out to me and I can reach back to you. Oh, thank you so much for coming on Radio Tony. We're going to pop on to a short break in a moment and play one of my new songs from uh, Randy Mullins. But before we do, I want you to know that it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. I'm wishing you and your family lots of wonderful snow except for Christmas Day. And um, I look forward to hopefully connecting with you again in 2020. Um, After the break, listeners, we're going to come back on and we're going to talk to the divine Gwenda Smith and have um, a somewhat of similar conversation. Thank you so much, Arlene. Thank you, Tony. And I'm going to hold you to that. I'd love to come back. Oh, absolutely. Without a doubt, I will do that for you. Okay, over to you, Rebel, for a short break, and we'll come back with Gwenda. Bye, Arlene. Bye-bye.
Memoir of a Broken Little Girl, Discovering a Woman of Strength and Beauty is the new book from Australian author Tony Lontis. Available in paper, ebook, and audio formats, Resilience is a true life story of Tony experiencing and surviving trauma, abuse, mental health issues, and the ultimate betrayal of someone she fell in love with. Available for download now through all good online retailers and in all good bookstores. Tough Conversations on the Social and Moral Issues of Our Time with Tony Lontis. Live from the Gold Coast, Australia, Radio Tony on W4WN. 
And hello, listeners, and welcome back to Radio Tony. What an awesome day we're having today on this, the last live show for 2019. So my next guest is a wonderful friend of mine by the name of Gwenda Smith. She's a spirit medicine woman and holistic intervention practitioner, the founder of HEAL, a harmonious, enlightened, aligned life, offering clients the most authentic and complete holistic approach to health and wellness. Gwenda is one of the world's leading complementary medicine and natural healing influences with a special interest in our innate ability that we all have to heal ourselves. She's a global speaker, a mentor for men and women who want to feel fulfilled, happy and peaceful. And through her combined approach to of holistic knowledge and her ability with spirit medicine, you can gain valuable insights and practices into healing through food, posture, breath, natural and energetic alignment for more vitality, happiness and for me- fulfillment. Uh, that's a big mouthful. I'm sorry, Gwenda. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, Tony, and you did it ever so well. Oh, I'm so happy to have you here. What a great show to have today on the last day. Um, so, Gwenda, I want you to start by telling me you haven't always been in this world of work. So you were, like myself, a nurse, weren't you? Yes, I was, Tony. I began in health as a nurse. And you were also in the same uh, specialty as I was, and that's operating theatre nursing. (laughs) Yes, my favourite, favourite part. So I began, obviously, like you, on the wards and um, looking after people being unwell and noticed that of four people having the same condition or the same medical diagnosis, their response to treatment was very individual, as was their recovery. Um, And I thought that that was very fascinating. So it took me on a bit of a tangent to learn more about that. But then I wanted to know about the body inside out. So I went into the operating theatres to learn more about that. Yes. Yes, I think that's what draws uh, theatre nurses to their specialty is that wanting to see what goes on inside of the body um, because you spend so much time looking at what happens on the outside of the body and the the manifestation of um, uh, illness. Um, so I'm just going to quickly pop on. Richard and Harper have both chatted in questions and I'm sure you're going to be able to answer these. So Richard wants to know, can you cleanse and return the negative energy back to a person? And Harper wants to know, would it be bad karma to send negative energy back to the sender? So great questions and I'm sure you can answer them. I certainly can, Tony, and thank you very much, Richard and Harper. They are brilliant questions and they're things that I really enjoy. So any time that you're wanting to return the favour, as we might say, to someone who is sending you their negative energy, it's more a case of asking that anything that is not right for you is not of your highest good. Be returned from where it came. Some people use this to just send energy away, but it could land on some poor innocent soul who has nothing to do with it. So, yes, you would ask for it to return to the sender, and that's all. You don't put anything else on it. Otherwise, you're inviting karma back to yourself. Uh-huh. And then uh, Richard's so that's question. that's the safe way to do it? 
Sorry, that's, Tony? That's the safe way to do it is to just recognise that negative en- energy and send it back from whence it came, not yep. naming anything or it just goes back to where it came from. Yep, there's no need... Yep. Um, ever to use a name because the um, the divine knows exactly and that energy knows where it has come from. So, yes, you would return it there. And Richard's question, can you cleanse and return the negative energy back to the person? Can you cleanse it? You would not be looking to cleanse it um, of what they've sent. You would be looking to cleanse your own energy your own energy fields, remembering that you have more than 12 energy fields and your energy is infinite. So it's a a big task and you would need to see it as being thoroughly swept through all energy bodies that are yours. Um, And then you simply return, once again, you return what has been sent that does not belong to you and has no place with you in your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Gwenda, I'm reading through some of, when I was reading through some of the notes, something that stuck out for me and I wanted to ask you about live on air was um, the past life soul fragmentation. Can you explain that for us? I know we've not got a lot of time, but... (laughs) Um, That's a fantastic question. Thank you, Tony. Past life soul fragmentation. When we um, have come from one life to another, we will always bring something with us from that past life. And if it is obviously something that is on a higher vibration, then it's going to be very helpful to us. If, however, it's been a traumatic experience, we could have even died very traumatically, we bring that um, fragmentation with us into our current life and that then creates issues for us in our present life. So when we do a soul reintegration and bring all of the soul back into itself with healing light, it allows you to be complete without parts of the soul being fragmented I don't say that it is broken away because the soul can never be broken away. It's simply fragmented and it looks, if you like, like a jigsaw puzzle that's just not fitting in properly. So there's little gaps and those gaps create issues for us in our whole well-being, our whole wellness. So to bring it all back into alignment um, so that the soul is totally aligned is where we find harmony, where we find that things we just can't explain. Why does why does so many things go wrong in our life? They stop. All oh. those things that are not helpful, they stop because our soul is now completely in alignment and balanced once again. I was going to say, how can people recognise soul fragmentation in their own life? What does it manifest? What does it look like in people's lives? Some examples of um, that. Well, it can actually vary, Tony. So I'm going to say that um, as a general rule of thumb, you would have a lot of issues with um, emotional stability, emotional resilience, what people would call mental instability. So you could have a lot of trouble finding peace in your mind, feeling like your mind just will not be still, but it's not just through what people call busyness. Mm. When the mind, this kind of when the mind won't be still, becomes so very cluttered, so very noisy for the person, almost like they've got 
somebody else talking in their head. So soul fragmentation can show up as mental and emotional issues, but it can also show up as you continually having a seemingly um, imbalance in the physical body that just won't be fixed. So you might find that you have a continual snapping or um, spraining of the same ankle over and over and over, and it doesn't matter what you do, that ankle keeps spraining badly. Mm -hmm. That can also be an indication that there is a soul fragmentation. Wow, that's fascinating. So fantastic. I'm, I'm learning so much today. Sorry, listeners, I'm just really fascinated with our guest today. So that's soul fragmentation. And and how do you how do you reform the soul, Gwenda? So you recognise that you might have some soul fragmentation. How do you fix it? Well, if you are a person who can really delve into um, stillness, so yes. also known as meditation, but I have some different takes on meditation because a lot of people find that word difficult to sit yes. with. So stillness and quietness, if you have mastered being able to sit in stillness and quietness, you can actually call upon your um, your unique pathway of healing to call all parts of your soul back to you. But you would also need to be able to be sure that it is cleansed, that it is clear, that it is that it is very well to bring it back to you. So really, Tony, for a um, non-practitioner, for an everyday person, I would say that they would truly need the guidance of someone who is able to see into spirit, who is able to see into the layers of the soul and the energy bodies um, to then be able to guide you and give you the tools that you can go forward with. Yeah, yeah, okay. So that's where you'd... Um, find someone like yourself or like Arlene who we've just listened to who could guide you on that journey, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So some of the other things that I, I was reading about that um, really fascinate me and for which my own learning and understanding is quite limited um, is the conversation around channeling the archangels. Oh, yes. You have been doing some <laughs> wonderful reading, haven't you? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I, I've been listening to Gabrielle Bernstein as well. So I just, my mind and soul are sucking up all this information. And Gabrielle Bernstein talks about um, the different archangels. And I, to be honest, I haven't had a chance to delve into each of the different ones and know and understand what each of them bring into our lives just there's a general understanding that we can call on the archangels to do xyz or help us with xyz that's about the limit of my understanding so <laughs> far um, before we get on to the archangels though richard's comment is true so need to go back to that past life and see how to reframe reframe that event into something more positive and re resourceful yes yeah. Thanks, Richard. That that's true, isn't it, Gwenda? Um, possibly. Okay. I would have to get in there that every lifetime offers us 
different circumstances, different challenges for us to evolve and grow from. Not necessarily, Richard, do you need to go back to that past life. Mm -hmm. What I would have um, people do is have a look at how it is playing out in this life and make peace with it, heal it for this life. That therefore goes back through the Akashic records and will clear it from a past life. You want to always be focused on what it is that you're dealing with and you're trying to work with present time so that you remain present, you remain grounded, and it's easier to clear and cleanse. Uh So anything you are dealing with in this life will always go back and help with anything that is from the past. Okay, okay, right. Now, let's get on to these archangels. What can you tell me, Gwenda? My favourite buddies to hang out with, Uh um, the archangels. So I'm going to put a a different step in here too, Tony, and say that obviously archangels are beings of God. So when um, someone feels they need help and they need to call, it's actually better to go to the top so you would go and you would call upon god first to assist with whatever issue it is that you're having and if you feel an archangel is the right one to help you can ask but if you like the uh the head of everything being god the creator will actually send the relevant angel to you so in other words you might not necessarily know which one to call upon but he does Okay, so I'm just I'm going to explore this uh, the the word God. I know from my perspective, I interchange God with universe. Um, what are your thoughts about that? Do you believe that it is a one higher spiritual power, whatever name that is, or what what are your thoughts about that, Gwenda? Thank you. I love this question. Um, I meet a lot of people that say to me, the universe has got my back. The universe, if if the universe is willing, I will have or this will happen. So my question to them is, do you know who you are talking to when you say the universe? And they look at me blankly Mm -hmm. and I say, so when you're saying the universe, what is that to you? And they say, well, it's that great big space out there. I say, so what is in that great big space? Um, I don't know. So when you're calling upon the universe, you actually don't know who you're calling upon unless for you, you have got a very specific knowing for you. For me, it's a a spirit. For me, it's spirit. So you're calling upon the great spirit of the universe, and that's fantastic. But most people use the word very uh, broadly and have no uh, explanation, no clarity like you have there. So my reply to them is that that's not going to be very helpful because there is plenty of other beings, there's plenty of other galaxies, and they will answer you but it doesn't mean wow. that they can to you with what you want or what is in your best interest. Or what's now, I have you. had visitations with these beings. I am aware of all the different things that are out there. So I like to teach my students of life to be more discerning with what the word universe means and really 
have that in mind if they are going to talk to the universe. For me, Tony, I'm not religious, but for me, because of my encounters throughout my life, uh, the word God is what sits with me, and Jesus, Buddha, you know. That's why I'm asking because uh, in my back, I have uh, Christianity in my background, but that's my, my beliefs have somewhat changed more to that universal higher spirit and yeah i i would rather use universe um i do sometimes use god because of that christian background but it's the same thing to me it's a higher universal power spirit um the knower of all things the doer of of all great things yeah that's wonderful. But when it's a blanket, yeah. the universe has got my back. And yes. what I often find yes. with people that say the universe has got my back, life goes really pear-shaped. I say to them, where's your universe now? Yeah. Because yeah. they don't actually have what I call faith. Yes. And they don't have a true belief. It's a very uh, blanket approach and it's, it isn't helpful um, yeah. when you need help in your life. So to be discerning, to have a great understanding and make sure that you have unwavering faith and belief in your understanding, that's what's going to make the difference for you yeah. in your life in everything you do. Okay, so back to these archangels. Who are they and what do they do? Who are they? They are never human it makes me laugh. Excellent. What a great thing to know. An angel. No, they are never human. There's, there's supposedly two that were at one point um, human. That's Metatron and Sandlophon. Um, and they That's were insane. so good that they were ascended into the um, realm of the archangels. But archangels stand well over seven foot tall. They are massive beings. They're absolutely beautiful their energy their radiance is beautiful yeah. and they head up the 12 there's 12 true archangels and they head up the um the various collective of angels so for example archangel Raphael is the archangel yes. for healing who brings the healing light but he's also got his team of angels that would come to someone that was looking for help that needs an angel to be with them all the time. So they would be assigned an angel from Archangel Raphael's beautiful healing light to look after them. Um, and then Michael, of course, is our grand archangel of protection, yes. often called upon for protection, and he's uh, yeah, he is just so special in his own right, as they all are. So each one does have their own specialty area. Just like us humans have different yeah. specialties. And you said there's there's 12 of them. Um, mm -hmm. And can you tell me each of them? Um, Zadriel, Ezekiel, yes. Yes. Michael, Gabriel, uh, Shamil, yeah. Ophiel. Did I say Raphael? Raphael. Yeah. Yep. Um, Metatron, Sandlophon. And isn't it funny, a lot of them got the ons at the end. Uh, Michael, of course. Um, That's pretty close to 12. I yeah. just That was my curiosity, knowing that I really want to delve into into that, um, the whole archangel uh, thing. Uh, not thing, arch knowledge around archangels. 
and how they connect to we as a human body and soul. And and that's an important consideration, isn't it, Gwenda, that we have a human body and inside or around our human body is our is our soul? I like to say that around the solar plexus chakra is where our um, eternal flame of life resides. So okay. when we are when we are in this physical form, for yeah. me, I can see in people their eternal flame of life, which would be your soul. But um, that resides as a beautiful flame right around the um, centre part of the solar plexus chakra. And then, of course, you know, radiates your life force throughout your physical self and then out into all of the energy bodies that make you up as an entire soul and spirit. Yeah. So in understanding that, we really have a lot of power within the human experience to manifest things to heal ourselves and to live our best lives yeah we certainly do and if only we were we had that path paved for us or you know if we had someone to hold our hand from the time we arrive here to know that rather than lose our way however there's always the polarity so the polarity is that we we're gifted this wonderful experience of a life here. We signed up for it. And um, as a result, we experience things. And to be able to experience them, we need to start from scratch. So we don't have um, necessarily that connection to our deeper self right away um, to know it on a conscious level. Yeah. But it's always there for us to tap into and it it always waits. It's just waiting ever so eagerly, as are the angels, for us to ask. All we have to do is ask the question. Yeah, yeah. Willow wants to know, do you have to be in person to see in a person? So no, I don't. Yeah, you understand, yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. I work with people from all around the world and I can see in um, just talking to them on the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not everyone has that ability, though, correct? No. That's right, Tony. It's not um, something that all gifted people have. It's a little bit the same as looking at us in our human selves, that some people are doctors, some people are truck drivers, some people are dentists. You know, everybody has their skill set or has their path that they take and so even in uh, the gifted line of things not every gifted person has the ability to actually see in to the physical and into uh, the troubled parts of the soul okay so from so for Gwenda that's part of your special set of gifts correct it certainly is, and that's why I'm often called to the hospital or to hospices or uh, to someone who just isn't getting well. And when the doctors say, we don't know, which is a common phrase for them these days, we don't know or we can't do anything more for you. Family will ring me or even a friend will ring and ask if I could have a look and see what the problem is. 
Okay, so that's another one of your your, your gifts is that ability to see disease and Ill, illness um, from a different level than doctors, yeah? Yeah, so I can see into the actual physical body and see what isn't working, but I can also find where that's come from, whether it's historical, whether it's past life, whether it's present and what's actually caused it to yes. then be able to help the person Use their inner wisdom to heal it. Okay. So Jim wants to know, would you be able to see it in a chat room, so to speak? So I guess Jim's asking from, you can do this from Australia across the world, can't you, Gwenda? Yes, Tony. Yeah. Can. So Jim, yes, most definitely. Gwenda's details are further up in the chat room. And just for those um, people that want to know um, that aren't on the chat room at the moment, it's healingwithgwenda.com.au or just healing with... Oh, uh, no, it's heal. Heal, Tony. It's H heal. is going to be the capital, capital H dot capital E dot capital A dot L. Yes. With, with Gwenda. Um, yep. And the heel stands for, as you introduced it, harmonious, enlightened, aligned life. And it's just .com, everyone, no.au. Fantastic. And I've, for those of us on the chat, they're in there at the moment. Uh, Gwenda's website is up there at the moment. So getting back to um, the power of manifesting the things that we want in our life, do you want to briefly talk about what that looks like? Do you know, Tony, people manifest every day without even realising. Yes. <laughs> it's just the word manifestation um, became a real hype and loads yes. of you know, people came out with courses and things, but it makes me laugh because we manifest everything constantly. Our yes. reality is our own manifestation no matter what. And I know for some people that can be quite confronting because of things that are experienced and Believe me, I've had plenty on my path too. But yeah. aside from that, how do we manifest? One, you really need to be in alignment, in true alignment with yourself, understanding who you are and what your life is, what life is that you want. Then you said about being able to have each day making set intentions of what you want from that day that take you closer to your big picture of manifesting. So your thoughts must be congruent. They must be aligned with your true self, with your heart, with your soul. Your thoughts are, are incredibly powerful and that's where you bring your manifestation. So if, for example... I was actually talking to a young plumber recently and he's got a business coach who wants him to spend quarter of a million dollars on a new a new piece of machinery. And this has nearly had this young plumber have a nervous breakdown because he doesn't feel his worth in that kind of money, oh. whereas he wants his business to escalate and be really successful and bring in loads of money. However, he's not aligned to that because his oh. belief in himself and his belief in his worth of earning that is not congruent. So instead of that manifestation happening, he's actually manifesting all sorts of pain in his body and all sorts of obstacles in his life. Oh. So understanding yourself, your true self, delving into your heart, releasing it of anything that is restrictive, 
constructive to you, really aligning with your truths, with your personal values, living your personal values in everything you do every day, no compromising and no apologising for being you, really standing in your own power, you can manifest anything instantly. Wow. That's powerful stuff. Oh, yes, we're extremely powerful. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm beginning to understand that more and more. Richard says, manifestation, look at the people traveling into work on Monday morning. You can see they are manifesting a bad week from their faces. <laughs> and James goes, how can we manifest our lives when the will of others play a part in anything around us? Good question, James. Oh, oh that is an awesome question, James, and I'm good? going to say that. When uh, when we fall prey to the will of others, we are immediately out of alignment with our own soul. And that, Tony, would be a conversation for a, a whole day. It's worth oh, a workshop yeah. even because yeah. for people to really understand where they're at in themselves and why their life is veered off course by the will of others is really deep emotional healing. Um, that's the best way I can put that. And it takes some deep delving and some um, I'm gonna, courage. It takes yeah. a lot of courage yeah. to go into courage. that. Yeah. Because yeah. it makes you uncomfortable when you have to look at yourself at that level. Harper goes, yes, that's a good question, James. If other people have their own will, how can we make things happen in our lives if we want them to be a part of us? Oh, now we, have, good question. <laughs> uh, now we have expectations playing out, yes. expectations and our own wants and our own desires, and therefore we are intruding on someone else as well. And once again, this is a huge topic. Yes. It's not um, easy to just answer it in a nutshell. So what I'm going to say once again is when in any time that we are being veered off course or we are forfeiting our life through the will of others or what we believe is the will of others comes back to us not being congruent to ourselves, to our true soul and to us having expectations, placing um, desired outcomes on a relationship or on the way someone should be towards us or should be doing with us. This is all of the conditioned mind. This is not of the soul. It's not of unconditional love and unconditional acceptance. So we really have to let go of those expectations and really let go. And if they're meant for you and if that person is meant to be in your life, then that will happen. Am I that's, understanding that's that? That's right. Yeah. yeah. And the letting go is not so go. easy, Tony. <laughs> I, oh, tell me about it. Tell me about it, the letting go and uh, when when you're passionate about something and, and when you're passionate about living your life to your best ability and you see and know things that are, are meant to happen, it's very hard to let go of those expectations, let go of those wants and desires and allow the universe to bring them when the time is right. Is that, am I understanding that correctly? Well, when you, um, when you have expectations, 
that very much comes from a lack of acceptance. So you're placing expectations. You want something to run to your time frame. You want something to work out the way you want it. And this is where people get confused because we, we are told to goal set. We're told yes. to achieve. We're, we're told how to do that, which is great. It's got its place. And in my mind, it's it's a must on a certain level. Yes. But at the same time, you set a goal and you release it. You don't hold on to that outcome that you've already put out there. You've already put that out to the yes. heavens. Um, and yes, if you don't have an attachment to that outcome, an attachment to what you have said you want, it will come to you. But if you place an attachment, then there is judgment, there's expectation, and with that comes disappointment and all sorts of upheaval most commonly. And that's where you'll also find, uh, back to James's uh, thoughts yeah. on other people's will, um, that's where you'll find you'll get a lot of rebut from other people's will and you'll be right off course and, and seem to have all sorts of obstacles trying to get to where you want to go when if you would be very, very secure in yourself, living to your intentions, living to your personal values, no one can actually place their will on you. They can only do that because you allow it. And yeah. your question to yourself is, why am I allowing it? What do I want from that person? And usually, Tony, <clears throat> excuse me, usually it's approval. Usually mm. we want their approval. We want them to see us for who we believe we are instead of us seeing who we are and standing in that power, standing in our own light. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anne wants to know, if something is meant to happen yet it doesn't, how is that explained? <laughs> I do question. love these questions, people. They're Thank great. you so much. <laughs> if something is meant to happen, well, you would have to be a little bit more um, specific with me on that because what do we mean when we say something is meant to happen? So if you've been told that something's going to happen for you and it doesn't, there's a few variables with that and that will most often be that you've applied your right of free will, free choice, and you've therefore changed your path in some way. And that could be something very small, but you've changed your path and that has negated what was going to come. But okay. is there anything that must happen? I have an analogy for happen. Yes. Um, uh, sorry, for health, and it's how everyone allows life to happen uh -huh. because we all play a part in whatever happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Richard is so saying... Does something, sorry. Sorry, Gwenda, you go. Oh, does something must happen or something have to happen? Only if that's by our own calling. Yeah, yeah. Richard's saying, I go out into the future and place the outcome of my goal in my timeline, complete with the emotions of how I feel on achieving that outcome. It's then firmly in the future. Beautiful, Richard. Now I'm going to ask you to make that in the present. Oh. Make it like it is now. And I you will see. manifest more yep. rapidly. Okay, okay. Now, 
will say too that with manifestation, if it's not what is meant to be for you, if that is not the grand plan of what your soul has agreed to. Um, so, for example, I'll use the tiniest, most common one, yeah. I want to be a multimillionaire. Yes. But if that's not what you came to experience in this world, if that's not what your service is to be in this world, you can do all the manifestation under the sun. It won't happen. Okay, so how do you get clarity around knowing what is for you and what isn't? Brilliant, brilliant, Tony. (laughs) We're back to the beginning where we sit in stillness, we sit in silence, we use the breath, we make sure that our energy fields are cleared, cleansed, we are grounded and we sit. And we can ask, but it is better to sit and wait and you'll be shown and you will hear from your soul and then you find that the day because you place no expectations on the day you find that all of a sudden the right people the right circumstances things just start showing up yes yeah yeah and it is that quiet knowing that you know that you know that that's what's Mm going to happen well, that's, yep. that's my personal, in that quiet space and in that space where your mind is quiet and you, you just, you see a vision for the future and you just know that that's what it is. Yeah. That's my In the future, personal. that's right. That's exactly right. And anytime the mind wants to butt in, the mind has a very important role to play with us, but <clears throat> its role is in the consciousness its role is in our everyday life. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Its role is not uh, of the soul and it's not of the knowing. So to understand how to harness our mind and understand how we drive it, not it drive us, then we can also bring forward the um, the will and the wonders of the internal drive and wisdom of our soul. Yes, because there's a lot of wisdom held within your soul and if you allow your body and mind to be quiet, your soul can speak and show you those things. Is is that my correct understanding? You certainly are. You're spot on. The wisdom that we have is like our, it's like our true self. It's infinite and it's eternal. Yes. So if we would just give it half a chance, to share its wisdom with us, we would be so much more calm. We would find life flows so much easier. We would be more enlightened. But I must say once again, we have the polarity. If someone did not come here to this life to experience those things, if they've had to come to experience hardship, to experience even some major traumas, then that is what their life path will be. So, you know, there is a flip side to this. There is what is the soul contract? What is it that we're here for? And maybe becoming enlightened or getting that connection with the soul isn't to happen until much later in our life. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Much later in one's life. (laughs) (laughs) Never too late, hey, Tony, never too late. (laughs) Oh, look. I'm running out of time, but I just wanted to have a quick combo about deep healing channeled 
meditations. Can you explain to our listeners what that is? Oh, yes. Um, well, you mentioned the word meditation um, a little while ago. And it isn't such a blanket thing. A lot of people I work with will tell me that they meditate every day and I ask them, do they have um, a purpose or an intention for their meditation? And sometimes they will say, yes, they've been taught to have um, a purpose. Uh, other times they'll say, no, I'm, no, I don't really know what I'm doing. Um, so for meditation to work really well, it's a good idea to start by using just the breath and getting used to feeling into your body, yeah. letting your body talk to you so it can tell you whatever is being held in the body because yeah. whatever is stiff, whatever is hurt, whatever is painful in the body has a significant message from the soul. I say the physical body is the messenger of the soul. Um, and then with your meditation, um, to go into a deep healing meditation is a whole different experience and that's where I place people into a very deep sense of calm and peace where you can really release um, deep, deep traumas, deep blockages that have been yeah. stuck with them and even things that don't belong to them. There yeah. may be things in their system that have actually been what I call hand-me-downs been yeah. handed down from yeah. um, very thoughtful yeah. grandparents or great-great-grandparents. Yeah. Um, and you can even have some soul fragmentation from uh, your ancestors and yeah. they're really not very helpful. So a deep healing meditation takes you to a whole different plane and yeah. it is exactly that. It heals At a on deep. a very deep level of self and it's simply divine. Oh, Gwenda, what a lovely conversation we've had this morning and we are now out of time, unfortunately, because the lovely Tracy Tully is on the line waiting to go live. Gwenda, thank you so much for coming on Radio Tony today. I've loved our conversation and I know that the listeners have enjoyed it as well. Um, I just want to take, just have a wonderful Christmas and I know that I'll be talking to you in 2020 without a shadow of a doubt. Um Thank you for the time today. I know it's been a bit of a busy time for you as well. And um, thanks for coming on Radio Tony. Tony, it's been an absolute honour. Thank you so much for having me and thank you to all your listeners with their fabulous questions. Uh, uh, my listeners are the best. <laughs> And um, I hope that you have a, a restful uh, Christmas period and we'll catch up with you in the new year. And listeners, I've now got Tracy um, live online. Good morning, Tracy. Good morning. How are you, Tony? Can you hear me? How? Yes, I can hear you. Right. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. <laughs> And yourself? You, I'm great. You've had a very busy time in the lead up to Christmas. You've had all sorts of things going on for you, all sorts of things happening in your personal life and with your mum and her book. And so are you okay, first of all? <laughs> yes, yes, I'm, I am okay. Thanks for asking. Uh, very excited about Christmas. So yes. my husband what arrives on uh, Sunday and the kids next week. <laughs> 
Oh, fantastic. Do you know something that we haven't told our listeners um, about you? And I have to say, guys, that Tracy is an amazing woman and does a huge amount of varied things. But one of the things that she is involved with is uh, cosmetic tattooing. So, Tracy, (laughs) do you want to tell the listeners why this sort of tattooing is so special? Ah, I'd love to. Yes, thank you. So cosmetic tattooing or microblading uh, and ombre powder brows and eyeliner and lips. And I also do SMP, which is scalp micropigmentation. The beauty of these procedures is they're relatively painless and uh, they're much cheaper, obviously, than, uh, than say, a, um, a skin uh, um, uh, injectables. And uh, for the scalp micropigmentation, it's permanent. And the, the brows and lips and eyeliner, it's, that's the cosmetic side. It's semi-permanent. Areolas and um, transgender uh, sex changes, the camouflage, scar camouflage, that's uh, what we call paramedical. Mm-hmm. Uh, and amputee, amputee fingernails and belly buttons, that's all paramedical. Uh, so we have... Um, um, intradermal as well which is where we micro needle and we put hyaluronic acid into the skin so there's three different types of um, procedures i do uh, three styles of procedures i do mm. yeah so with the um micro uh dermabrasion uh, sorry micro dermabrasion <laughs> micro pigmentation uh, um yes scalp micro pigmentation mm-hmm. yeah the purpose yes. of that is to give a scalp, a bald scalp, the look of a hairline, isn't it? Absolutely, yes. So it's got we've got three three different procedures within that. So number one for SMP is um, male boarding pattern boarding, yes. what we call male pattern boarding, or a receding hairline. The second yeah. one is female hair thinning. And, uh, and I did two ladies the other day, just finished them off. So it takes up to three ses- sessions depending on the extent of the thinning. And uh, a young man, uh, he finished at the Gold Coast the other day too. So he was 27 and he had, what well, uh, it's on a scale of one to seven, but he had probably half his hairline missing. And the third option is um, alopecia. Yes. So permanent, permanent loss of hair. Mm. Yeah. So when you do that special type of tattoo work, do you yeah. have to numb the area to do that work? For SMP, definitely not. Okay. Uh, for scalp, scalp micropigmentation is not painful in any way or form um, okay. uh, at all. It's uh, there's just a little minimum, uh, minimum, minimal. Yes. Um, uh, feeling sensation of the needle pricking your skin and it only goes into the epidermis we use tattoo ink so mm-hmm. it's graphite ink so it's non-carcinogenic it's organic it's um and it uh, and it's permanent so we i had a 70 year old lady uh here a few weeks ago and she was terribly nervous she's terrified of needles i could feel her shaking actually when she when she sat on the bed and and calmed her down and, and she was just terrified but she wanted to get the uh, the um, the SMP done she she um, rang me up for her second session so when can I when I when can I come back and a third session she brought her sister uh, oh. and then as she left uh, she said I've got another sister that wants it done <laughs> 
Ah, oh, and and does it come in all different colours? Like when you said graphite, no. I I immediately thought um, black, but different colours, yeah. No, no. So that's a really good question, Tony. Yeah. It doesn't. So hair follicles are, are dark and it doesn't matter whether you're a redhead or grey, blonde, whatever oh. colour you are, it is a, a shade of black. So um, obviously we, um, we would make a lighter shade for mm-hmm. a redhead or a blonde but it definitely um, has a, a much darker follicle. So the tattoo, it's like a very tiny micro dot and it emulates um, a hair follicle. Yeah, so follicle. for men, it looks like I've um, clipped their hair short yeah. and, and it looks like that. Fantastic. And so you do the cosmetic stuff. So that's lips and eyebrows for enhancing your wonderful, natural, good looks. But the other part of your work was incredibly important is around the paramedical tattooing. And um, as you mentioned before, that work with, um, I was going to say painting fingernails, but that's not correct. <laughs> You could say that. <laughs> no, we use, we use, um, well, well, actually, you know, we use strokes. So it is artwork. Um, yes. We use strokes. So there's all different needles. So there's different patterns of needles. There's some that are called freckling. And so there's yeah. lots of little dots and yeah. that fills in texture. So that's what we're doing with scalp thinning for women. Uh, yes. Basically, all the little tiny um uh, dots or micro dots on your head um, makes the hair look like it's got texture thicker. There's a question there: Do you do it in America? Absolutely. America, yes. Europe, and the UK are big at it. Australia's right behind the game here. Yes. Uh, Melbourne's yes. pretty good, but um, it, uh, you know it's not well known <laughs> anywhere else. Well, I was going to say the Gold Coast because I was just going to say Tracy and I are looking to come to the States in uh, September next year. So, <laughs> yes. But I don't know how well Tracy's tattoo gear would pack for that journey. Oh, easily. Absolutely. Easily? easily. Yes, ah. so easily. It's, it's, it's a fabulous mobile um, uh, job. Because and uh, yeah. You travel with yours, don't you? Like you, you're based in Toowoomba, which is Western Queensland, and Tracy comes across to the Gold Coast to do lots of work, and that's a two-hour trip, yeah? Yes, uh, yes. Uh, well, it depends on the traffic. It can be three hours <laughs> if the traffic's yeah, bad. Yeah, um, traffic but I've actually, yeah, I've actually been asked to uh, go out west too, so out towards Roma, so I'm going to uh, negotiate that. How does it affect your hair? Um, there's a question there. So it doesn't yes. affect your hair at all. In fact, I believe it stimulates the scalp. I would uh, say that but, too. Yeah. Yeah, once the once the hair follicle has died, that's it. It's not going to regrow. It's no dead. creams or lotions work. It's gone. Uh, and this is a, a much cheaper alternative, and it does look good. It looks really sexy on the yeah. guys. Um, yeah. And and the women. I mean, I had these two beautiful ladies yesterday come for lunch with me, and and they they just couldn't believe the difference. And I've posted it on my Facebook actually. The yeah. the difference with the pictures. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tracy, oh, wait a bit. Kevin's got to go. Uh, would it help hair to grow? Uh, no, it doesn't help hair to grow. Uh, no. Kevin, Kevin, it's a good question. These are all excellent questions and yes. please keep them coming because it is an unknown commodity, this, uh, and it's very safe. No, it doesn't. So there's no such thing as a cream or lotion that will make hair grow, either on your eyebrows or on your head. 
and this is um, uh, a very, very simple procedure. It's painless. It takes about five hours, depending on um, how much hair is lost. But even with the ladies, they're, they're big sessions, they're five-hour sessions, because as you can imagine, tattooing thousands, yeah. thousands of little yes. micro dots uh, and ensuring they don't bleed together or go too deep, it, it takes a long time. And, and there's usually about three sessions if there's quite extensive work. But it does look really sexy and it does look really good. And actually, I believe it uh, it takes the um, it, it takes ten years off your looks. Um, yeah, yeah. So Kevin wants to know what does make your hair grow. It's my understanding that we are born with the number of hair follicles on our head that we're going to have, and once they die, they're gone. They ain't coming back, no matter what you do. Is that <laughs> correct? Trace? Yeah, I've seen a lot of scar scar work too. Obviously, that with uh, failed failed um, um, hair transplants. Transplant, yes. Yeah. So, I, I look, I, I think this is the best way to go, especially for guys, because a clippered look, clippered look, as I said, is really yeah. smart. It's easy, um, and and it looks real. I know it doesn't sound like it does, but believe me, and I wouldn't be saying I wouldn't even be doing it if I didn't <laughs> believe yeah. it is fabulous. And to watch people with the smile on people's faces is fabulous. I'm going to see if I can quickly find Tracy's. Well, Tracy talks. I'm going to see if I can quickly find Tracy's Facebook page to pop up on the um, on the link so that you can see some of Tracy's work. She's very good at this stuff. Uh, probably um, the skin, skin and scalp solutions, if you can find that one, might be the best one. That's the best one? All right, I'll try yeah, that one. I'm pretty so, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so the other option that men sometimes look at is the uh, transplanting, but that's a huge thing, isn't it? It is, yes. It, it, it certainly is. Uh, transplanting and, and as I said I've seen uh, a lot of a lot of failed a lot of failed transplants so um, you'd have to do your research and you have to do your homework uh, yeah. on, on, on um, the, the doctor you choose like anything like scalp micropigmentation there's yeah. some out there that are pretty horrendous just like microblading there's some pretty horrendous uh, practitioners out there so you really do need to do your homework you really need to study it up you need to go and ask questions you need to see testimonials read testimonials yeah. and you need to um see photos um yes. so yeah but uh it, it's it's with the microblading you asked if i if uh, it's painful yeah. microblading is painful so that's right. using a ha hand tool on your eyebrows and so you're cutting the skin like a paper cut and ah. so we do use anesthetic we use an anaesthetic cream to pre-numb, and then during the procedure, we use a, a numbing gel, so anaesthetic gel. So, yeah. yep, it, uh, you, but, but not for scalp micropigmentation. That doesn't hurt at all. Okay. So your scalp, in other words, is pretty tough, just the rest of you is not so tough. Yeah, the skin. Uh, the yeah. face, the skin on the face is very thin, and there's yeah. a lot of nerves in there. And the lips, as you can imagine. I was just going to ask yeah. you about the lips. How do you go with the lips? Yeah, it's pretty painful. So that's why we numb. We numb, yeah. and we do small, small sections. So we do quarter sections, um, yeah. and we map it out first um, with a special pen, and then we um, then we tattoo in. So yeah, even micro needling. Okay, yeah, and you, that's for the lips. Use anaesthetic. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's for the, the lip, lip colour. 
uh, permanent lip liner is what you're speaking yeah. about. Yeah. Yes, it's it's sem- semi-permanent. And we do the lip liner, so yeah. to replace the, the lip line. So, for example, you would have seen the, the operation I had on my face near my lip, yeah. the yeah. sun cancers. So yeah. I've lost a little bit of my lip line now, and I have to wait 12 months for that um, scar to heal, and then I'll have that done. Um, and it's much cheaper, uh, way cheaper than injectables. So, for example, you probably get injectables once every three months for, say, around $1,500. Yeah. You have your lips microbladed uh, or tattooed with a machine uh, or, a, or a tool, and that would cost you $1,500 all up. That's it. So it's over. Yeah. So, um, And it's wash and wear. It's beautiful. And you're not injecting. Yeah, yeah. Trout pout. <laughs> <laughs> now, before we run out of time, we've only yes. got three minutes left. <laughs> Two yes. minutes left. Before we run out of time, when's your wonderful book due? Ah, uh, well, I'm hoping it'll be out. I'm um, spending the Christmas holidays actually doing yes. its last last draft. Um, and uh, as you know, I've been spending all my time helping my mum. That was pretty important. Yes. Uh, so it will be uh, as soon as the uh, publishers open. It will go through. Uh, early in January when when they open, I think they open mid mid January actually. Yes, yeah, memory, yeah. and then it's just a waiting game, and I'll be pushing it through very quickly to yes. get that show on the road. Yeah. And I'm very excited about it too, Tony. It's going to be um, good. I'm, I can't wait, Tracy. I, I I can't wait to tell the listeners, hey, here's Tracy's book. Jump on and grab it because it will be a great read. Um, Fearless is the name of Tracy's book and hoping that by, you know, February I might be on here saying, hey, Tracy's book's come out. Here's where you can get it. Jump on and uh, grab it because it'll be uh, fantastic. Yeah. I don't think it'll come out that fast. It takes 12 weeks. So mine's well, gone through. Okay. Mine's certainly gone through a fair bit of edit already. So it's yeah. one final edit and that's it. So it might, might not take as long. It's hard to say. Yeah. But yeah. from my end it will be fast. And then it's just up to the publishers uh, how fast it goes. But the cover's ready. Everything's ready. It's just um, some of that content has to have to be rewritten. And um, I'm going to enjoy rewriting it too. So. I'm just going to say that it's a big, long process that goes into writing and producing a book. And it's a great achievement to add to Tracy's already many achievements. Um, so, listeners, we are just about out of time. Uh, Ivy, before I go, we're just talking about Tracy's book and publishing a book. Once you've done all the edits and all the layouts and done the book cover and everything, it can still take up to 12 weeks to actually publish the book. So, that's the producing of the hard copy that you hold in your hand can take up to 12 weeks so but i will keep you posted on tracy's book never fear about that well my (laughs) darling listeners wonderful to have you online uh tracy this morning i'm so glad you could join us and for all our listeners i'm going to take a couple of week break a couple of weeks break but my show will still go on i've got a couple of different guests playing for you over the christmas bake so Please choose in, tune in, and I will be back with you in January. Thank you all. Wishing you all the most fabulous Christmas. Thank you so much for supporting and listening to me in 2019. I've loved having you on board. I love the questions that you ask our guests and your engagement with them. And for all my guests, thank you so much for being on Radio Tony. Over to you, Rebel. Radio Tony, your safe space for tough conversations. 
exposing secrets and talking about trauma and recovery. Radio Tony, a platform for the unheard. Radio Tony. With Tony Lontis, author of Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty. Radio Radio Tony. Available now on Amazon.com and in all good bookstores. Radio Tony. Back next Thursday from 7pm Eastern Standard Time, live from the Gold Coast, Australia. Mom!